0: Well, hey, welcome to Table Talk with Salt Company in Madison, Wisconsin. My name is David Livingston. I'm here with Ronnie Goble. We both help lead the Salt Company, which is the college ministry of Doxa Church, right here in Madison. And guys, this podcast is essentially about following Jesus in our time. Um, this kind of came out of just the situation we find ourselves in, the spread of coronavirus, COVID-19, and the disruption it's causing in our world. And basically, the first few episodes of this podcast are basically trying to ask the question, what does it look like to follow Jesus in a post-coronavirus world? And so kind of last week, we talked about just kind of what it was like to kind of this experience we're having as the world is changing around us. And this week, we are going to be talking about rhythms of peace for an uncertain time. And kind of more specifically, we're talking about five habits for people in the midst of coronavirus. And so, Ronnie... Why are we talking about this? What kind of prompted this discussion?
1: Yeah, so I mean, so last week was just like, what are we feeling? What is going on? What is God saying? And we're like deep enough into this now that I know that both of us and everybody were trying to figure out like, okay, so practically, what do I need to be doing every day? And, and specifically, like, how can, I, how can I build some new rhythms after everything's just been totally disrupted? And so I've been thinking a lot about, um, so Ephesians chapter five, Paul, he has this line where he says, we need to pay attention to how we're living and actually like redeem the time because the days are evil. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that that's really timely for us right now. Like we, we've been disrupted. It's, it's, but it's time to be like done being disoriented and actually say like, okay, let me pay attention to like the rhythms of my life and, and how I'm living. And even the, the word that Paul uses for time there is not like chronological time, but he's using a word that means like this moment in time, like this this mm-hmm. like unique moment, you need to like redeem it because the days are evil. So there, there's a really real sense that this could go really bad for, for a lot of people and a lot of Christians if we don't like redeem the time and mm-hmm. actually like restore it and use it for for something that can like help us grow physically, spiritually, emotionally. You know all those things. And so
0: real, real quick, why do you real quick why do you think it could go bad? Like as we're kind of recognizing, hey, this could be a season that isn't actually healthy or helpful. Why are we saying that?
1: Yeah, I just think. Well, I mean, I think the disruption of it, I think the mm-hmm. disruption, some people were on like living in a healthy way, had some good rhythms, were connecting with God and, and with people and, mm-hmm. and then all that's been disrupted. But I don't think disruption has to end badly. I think we could actually rebuild something really good you know, yep. in this time. Yep. And specifically for Christians, So, like the other kind of image I've had in my head is, is from Psalm chapter one of like this tree that is basically like flourishing and thriving. And so even like, here, here's just like the first couple of verses of it It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. And in a lot of ways, that's like, one of the things I think is, is going to happen in this moment is is like for Christians specifically, we're, we're like the people that have found this living water. We found this hmm. this source of life. And this moment is like a desert in a lot of ways. It's a desert of isolation. It's a desert hmm. of, of hopelessness. It's a desert of like uncertainty. But it, but as Christians, we have a chance to like put our roots down into something. But that has to get practical at some point, right? Like it has to be like, what, what does it actually practically mean for me to put my roots back down in Jesus and then? Kind of like these rhythms of peace that we're going to talk about
0: yeah and no, that's great yeah so we're basically saying okay there's this wind that we're <laughs> this experience and seems in some ways like you know we're in the middle of this season but also you know it's it really is possible that there's a storm coming right our world is going to be changing there's going to be this like really strong wind and so the question is do we have the kind of roots to withstand that. And so, yeah, that's, that's these five rhythms. We really think that these are things that, man, if we, if we do these simple five things, these are going to be some roots that will keep us kind of tethered to the ground in this time. And so, um, Ronnie, give us the first one that we've been talking about. Maybe is this, are these in order of importance or are these just like five broad rules?
1: No, I mean, so we tried to, they're definitely not in order of importance and we tried to, uh, make them as practical as we could. Some of them are going to be more like a principle that we'll get practical with, but, but yeah, you'll see it as we go. The first one is, we said begin and end your day with God. And so if you're a Christian listening to this, like hopefully you've had some type of a rhythm of reading your Bible and praying and just like being in the presence of God throughout your days. And and honestly, this is like a, a time where it's never been more important to to be with mm-hmm. God. And then and maybe in some ways for different people, it's never been more more challenging. I would, I would even pause and ask you, David, like what are what's been so far just like challenging, okay, on, on kind of like the, the challenge side about just spending time with God in this new you no know, normal we're living in
0: yeah i mean i think one of the challenging pieces of it is just like there is a there's a an anxiety and a desire to just like know everything you know like as the world is changing a lot i think part of it is like a desire to control or or maybe even just a desire to know you know so i think one of the challenges for me is i feel you know even this morning i was like do i read second corinthians or do i open yeah. up my news app and just kind of see what's like what happened last night like did how the projections are talking about, you know, is it coming true? Is it really a hundred, 200,000 people who are going to die? You know, I'm just so kind of like following the news cycle. And so I don't, I don't know why, but man, I am finding myself like super drawn to that, like very intrigued by the news cycle, very sucked into it. And so for me, I've actually had to like, you know, one of the, cha- one of the challenges for me is like to actually not care, like to care more about what is God saying today instead of what is, you know, the, the head of the CDC saying today. And so that to me has been one of the unique challenges.
1: Yeah, so, so even the way we phrase this one, begin and end your day with God. Because I do think that to be a, to be faithful in this time, we need to actually understand what's happening in our world. And we need to, yeah. if we're going to have empathy for what's happening, if we're going to prepare ourselves for the, the own suffering that, like, that might come, we have to be in the news and, and having conversations. But we need to begin and end our day with God. So like our day is, is bookended by hope and peace mm-hmm. and perspective. Um, have you ever heard of a concept or the idea of a rule of life before?
0: just like generally like there are certain rules we should follow in our lives is that, is that what you mean or
1: no it's actually that's actually not have you so th- it's an ancient uh, monastic practice you heard about this at all
0: no 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 i haven't i've, I've studied some of the monastics but i don't know if of this term the rule of life no
1: so so rule of life it's it is not talking about like here's like the 10 rules for how you live your uh-huh. life rule rule is actually uh means like a, a trellis or a structure that like a vine hmm. would grow on. Okay. Yeah. So a rule of life is it's something I heard about maybe a couple of years ago and I've been experimenting with a little bit, but basically these, these like ancient monks basically that went out into the wilderness to get away from, from the idols and the distractions of their culture and just, just be with God and try to preserve yeah. Christianity yeah. during like the dark ages. They would live in community together around what they called a rule of life. Okay. Okay. And a rule of life was a kind of like a structure that they would create for their day that was all around being with God. And so one way I've heard it explained is if you, if you know, uh, John 15, where Jesus says, like, we need to abide mm-hmm. in him. And he's like this vine and we are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. A rule of life is like the, the trellis on which a life of abiding can grow. Because mm. yeah, wow. if you're a Christian, we wow. all have this sense of like, I want to I walk with God. I want to be in the presence of God. And so that's like the the life-giving vine part of it. But a vine needs to have like a structure. It needs to have an intentionality in order to actually like grow and thrive. And what these these ancient monks did is they created this like kind of these practices, these habits that they would commit to every day. And some of them were like daily practices. Some of them were weekly. Some of them were yearly. So like a, a weekly like Sabbath rest would be like an example of something that would be on their rule of life. Set times of prayer throughout the day would be part of the rule of life. And it was... It was kind of like an intentional structure that, like, their just their passion for God could actually grow on throughout the day.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Is that, did you get that? Is that from the book "The Trellis and the Vine"?
1: You know, so the trellis and the vine is a good book, but it doesn't talk it's not, about. It's not about this. It's, it's, a different it's thing. yeah yeah. I mean, but it's obviously like a biblical theme. There, there's a, a handful of different books I've I've read. There's one called "Recapturing the Wonder" by Mike Cosper that talks mm-hmm. about um, about this idea as well. But that's, that's one of the things that I'm thinking a lot about in, in these days is like, you know, no matter what you are, like personality wise, if you're more of a structured person, more of a spontaneous person, if you want to like thrive in this season, you need to actually like start building some routines and habits and structures into your, your day so that you can follow Jesus. So that's where we say start and end our day with God.
0: Right. So here's, here's a question that I have. And so someone who's, so I, I f- would categorize myself, you know, when I, when I look at the you and, and Rob, right, you guys are from the football world, you know, you're waking up, you're doing two a days, right? And so the whole idea of like start and end your day with beating up your body, you're like, oh, I, go, I was raised on that stuff, right? I feel like I'm coming from a different place where discipline isn't something that, it's something I'm having to learn. And so I think most of my time in, in, in college and even kind of at post-college, you know, a lot of my Bible reading historically has been like, well, when am I gonna when am I gonna find time for it? And so it's a little, it's a little more sporadic, but it was it was really good. You know, I feel like sometimes disciplines feel routine and mundane and, and at times feel lifeless for me, like kind of my personality. And so why why start and end your day with God? Why not just, hey, make sure at some point in the day you have a really intentional, meaningful time? Why does it need to be so structured?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think I think that's one of the interesting parts. Of I think that the idea of having a rule of life. And there's there's a lot more to say about it than we can talk about here, but it should actually work for for you if you're more spontaneous, or or it should work if you're more structured, because you kind of are are designing it to fit within the grain of the way that your your life mm-hmm. works and the season of life that you're in. But like, just so practically for me, one of the things that that I had kind of built into my life before this all happened, but that's been really helpful for me is the habit that like the first thing I do in the morning, like I get out of bed and I hit this app on my phone called dwell and it just starts to read the Bible to me. Yeah. I'm kind of listening, listening to to scripture while I'm getting my coffee ready. And before I check the news, before I check email, text messages, all those things, I'm just kind of like in the quiet with Mm -hmm. God. And that allows me to emerge out into my day from like a place of peace and not a place Mm -hmm. of anxiety. And then at the very end of my day, we Caitlin and I, my wife, we've done kind of different things. I don't think nothing like really, really robust or long has ever really worked for us before bedtime. But, but the one thing that's always worked is just, we have like a little copy of the Psalms. So this is next to our bed. Mm. And right now with Doc, so we're praying through the Psalms. And so we'll just actually like read whatever the Psalm was, or I'll, I'll read it to us as we're laying in bed. And sometimes like as I start to pray through that psalm, like Caitlin will have fallen asleep, or sometimes she's <laughs> wide awake. So it's not—it's <laughs> right, yeah. not like super. Yeah. It's not super uh, glamorous, but it's—it's it's just kind of like a brief moment before we fall asleep to like remember God and mm. remember our day before God, and and end my day with like thinking things that are true about God and the situation, and not any of kind of the anxiety that might have rose throughout the day.
0: Oh man, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because even the the tree, right? It's a, it's a tree that's planted, you know, like near streams of water, and and his. The thing he's talking about is he's like the thing I'm delighting in is in the law of the Lord day and night. So there is this actually this consistency, and even if you think about like how do you, how do you get a tree to grow well? It it isn't by sporadic, you know, like emotional things. It's just by it's consistency. It's like watering, sun, watering, sun. So it's just like very simple things. And so I think for even for my life, for people who are listening to this, who are, you know, like a a daily routine of morning and night is is something you're like "Ah, I don't. I don't, I don't don't like that. It feels too rigid for me. I totally get that. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm someone who's had to learn that to actually force myself into habits of discipline, you know, waking up early and having to be the very first thing I do consistently, that's, that's been something that's made me more mature than the way I used to do it. Right. And so I think there is actually something about changing the way you even kind of live your life and pursue patterns and rhythms that have been really good for me. And so, yeah, I'm now that person. I wake up at five, five 30. And the very first thing I do is I, I pull out my Bible and I read it and, you know, and, and I pray. And so, yeah, that's, that's really good, man. Do you want, do you want to move on to the next?
1: Yeah. The, well, before we move on to the next one, here's just something I heard you say that I want, I want to hear you talk mm-hmm. about for a second is you said that um, this I heard you say this like a couple of days ago, that this moment is going to reveal a lot about like, people's christian life and and how much of it was dependent on like god and like it's mm. like you and him and how much of it was dependent on other people's experience of god or like these other structures that we have that are have now been mm-hmm. taken away. So can you just talk about that for a second before we move on to to the second one?
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I think that the church, the community we have is It's good, You know, it's it's a really good thing. Like, it's part of the question of, like, how are we together going to continue this journey to heaven? Well, it's like you have brothers and sisters you've linked arms with. But ultimately, the end of the day, right, the final analysis is like it's between you and God. And I do think there's something very interesting in this season where, you know, a lot of the, like, stream that we're in of Christianity and, like, our brothers and sisters, like, there is more distance now between us. Like just, it's just true that there just is. And so I think one of the questions is like, do you have the kind of roots and the kind of relationship with God and the kind of like patterns and consistencies of your life, not just the community you're in, but like your life is one where you're that tree and, and your roots are drinking from God daily. Like, so, you know, I think it's, because if you're in the middle of a forest and you've got shallow roots, but there's a bunch of thick trees near you, when the storm comes, you're going to be pretty protected, right? Because you've got a bunch of thick trees that are kind of protecting you from this gale. But if you are just in a desert you know, by yourself and the storm comes, it's like you need to have deep roots. And so I think that's the thing I'm feeling right now, even for me, is like I need to keep going. I need to keep digging deeper. I need that because, um, yeah, this is a moment where the thing that matters is not how strong is my community, The thing that like ultimately matters every day is how strong am i like how deep are my roots what is my relationship with god like and i feel like one of the things that this moment is revealing is like some of us are realizing whoa my community was strong but i'm not and uh it doesn't mean that we should you know the church is important it's always important we should press into the people around us but in this moment i feel like god's saying hey get your
1: own roots deep yep and i yeah i do think that that's that is, that might sound like a challenge to a lot of people, but I I think we should hear it as an invitation. Like this could be the season where we, we get, we go deeper with God than we ever have. Okay. Number two, get outside every day. What do we mean by that one, David?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we mean just simply what it says, right. Get outside every day. And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because part of the, you know, this virus has actually taken away some of our ability to do that. Right. So our ability to to travel or our ability to see parts of the world, seek adventure. So some of those some of those things that I think are actually really good and like good, cool parts of being human have been taken away. But I do think that in in some of those things being stripped away, we need to be careful not to um not do any of that, you know. And so one of the things that I've just been doing, like really simply, is just trying to spend some time outside with, with me. And if it's nice enough, I'll bring Silas out and we'll go run around the neighborhood or, you know, we'll go on a walk. And so just like really purposefully trying to say, I'm living in my basement right now. So like right now I am in my basement. There's a tiny little window, you know, tiny little window. And I can like, if I just look close enough, there's this little, there's a cover over the window, but there's a little hole and I can kind of see some sky right now. And now it's overcast, so there's no blue sky. But there, that's not good for us you know like it's really not good for us to be inside all the time um and so very very simply it just means go outside like we like psychologically when you see the color green it makes you happy and it like it does something it just does you know it's like if you literally put green on a computer screen like our like you know our serotonin levels go up and so i think for for us to just recognize like we are physical beings that are made for a physical world and if we spend all our time online um, that that we're going to actually, that's going to kind of degrade us in some way. And so, yeah, stay away from people, like follow the social distancing, but, but go outside. Are you, are you getting outside every day? Is that something you're trying to do or?
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, we've been, that's been actually one of the, the weird things about this. And, And thankfully it's happened like as spring is upon us. And so, yeah, we've been outside every day. And I, one of the questions I had for you is I have I've felt experientially that like, yes, this just seems like I need this. I don't, but I, but I haven't thought super deeply about why it seems to be so beneficial. So like, I don't know, is there anything that the Bible would say or like almost like a theology of getting outside every day of why that, (laughs) why that is good for us?
0: Oh man. Yeah. So, okay. Here'd be my attempt at giving a, here would be my attempt at giving a theology of this. I don't know if I've thought this through a, a whole lot other than just like some moments I've had thinking about it. So, Humanity begins, right? Adam and Eve. What what does God do with them? He creates them, and he he puts them in a garden, right? So there's like this from the very beginning of creation. It isn't um th- there's something very like nature is part of God's original design for everything. Like there, there's trees and there's sky and there's rivers and there's I mean the hills and so like the, it, there's there's animals and so there's something very. Um, it's, it's physical. It's physical. It's beautiful. And even like the way it's described is poetic. And so there's something about the physical world and the beauty of the physical world and like the just nature that is good. And even from the beginning, when God God looks at it, like he he made it, right? And so there's a reason he didn't just make something different. He made a real physical world that's beautiful and the sunsets are beautiful. And we feel that, right? And so, so I think one of the reasons that we should pursue it is because that's God chose to make a physical world; therefore, we should live in the physical world. Um, but I think too, you know, if you just look, at, if you look at Jesus and you say, "How did Jesus live?" He was outside all the time, right? And now we can easily say, "Well, he didn't have air conditioning," and it's like, okay, fair, you know. <laughs> but but he's outside all the time, and so you know, Jesus' ministry it starts. He goes into the desert, which is this kind of mountainous, you know, just region around. Um, you know, in, in Israel, and, and it's just like it's ba- it's barren, but it's it's a place of like contemplation and isolation, and it, it has its own kind of aesthetic beauty, and like that's where it, he just spends forty days there preparing for his ministry. And now there's, there's totally some theological things going on, right? He's like reliving Israel's story, but he's still doing it as a human, and he's he's seeking isolation and he's seeking to be alone. But there's a reason that he doesn't do that in a Cave, or the reason he doesn't do that in a basement, he does it in the wilderness. And there's something about nature that actually allows us to connect with God. This is why, you know, even Paul, right? Where does he go for like the first, you know, season of life before he starts his ministry? He he gets converted, and then where does he go? Well, most people think he went out to the, the desert and just like spent some time meeting with God. And so, you know, Jesus, he whenever he's doing these huge moments, they're on mountains. And, like, yes, it's theological. God met people on mountains. Jesus did too. But it's also, like, it's still happening on a mountain, and there's something about creation that is good and beautiful and and something that we, I think, as a culture, we're in this weird mixture right now where we like, we're recognizing that our online world doesn't meet and satisfy certain parts of our humanity, right? And so I think we're recognizing that. That's why you've got, you know, van culture. You've got all these social media influencers who are like, we're going to, you know— buy a van and travel across Iceland and, you know, you're going to pay for it, you know? I mean, like, like, yeah, who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to just like live on the road and have adventures and then post pictures? You're you're
1: saying though, you said you, you got to it a second ago is that there's something that helps us be human, uh like connect with the other, like in the, in the sense that that's where, where it all started. And even if you think historically, like it hasn't been until the last I don't even know like after the industrial revolution and in the 100 years or so that we've actually been indoors as much as we have like a lot of, a lot of people even when it comes to their their work have done their work outside and yeah. so we're it's not a <laughs> the way that we like I was I was talking to a friend yesterday who's like you know, lives in an apartment and, and thankfully like the one window in the apartment faces towards like where the the sun, (laughs) but it's just like, that's not how people have, have lived historically, even for, for a long time. And so there's something about this time of even this tip of just get outside every day. It's because we want to be humans. (laughs) We want (laughs) to like get get in touch with our humanity.
0: Yeah. Our our mental health, um, our psychological health, our well-being. it, it is connected to the, the way we explore and use our physical space, like it, it just is. And so I think, you know, in this time of, we're isolated from people and we feel stuffed in a box. We feel like constricted. And so I think that the the world around us is a way to fight against some of that, right? Now, for sure, like cre- the creation is not the thing we worship, right? <laughs> but it's a, it's a real physical world that God made us to live in. And so I do think there's something there that's really helpful. Do you, do you want to move on to the the next one now? Because like, I think what you just said is super interesting where it's like, hey, our world has changed, <laughs> right? We used to be outside a lot more. And so we're saying, hey, we live in a world where now we're not outside as much. We need to actually intentionally pursue that. But one of the also ways the world has changed is we're not doing physical labor anymore, right? We're not uh, like we're sitting at a computer. You even have that kind of, you know, that picture that was like all over the internet where it was like, you see kind of the evolutionary timetable where it's like, you know, from a monkey to a, you know, chimpanzee or whatever. it kind of goes all the way up to like a standing human. And then it eventually degrades to a man like hunched over his desk. Right. And so, um, so yeah, how, how are we talking about just this idea of being physical beings? Um, but really just like, how do we take care of our physical bodies in this time?
1: Yeah. So that was the third, the third rhythm is to take care of your physical body and kind of, a the caveat on this is like this, this is going to look different for a lot of different people, depending on what you, what your actual situations like, 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 people like to exercise in different ways. But the thing we all have in common is we all have physical bodies. And I do think that, you know, the Coronavirus can't infect a machine, it can it can infect like living beings, humans. And so there's, because we're, we're vulnerable to it, we're being forced to kind of retreat and and be safe and, and be indoors and do things online and not be in human connection. And so that, that's good. Like we should, we should do that. But we would be taking it too far if we started to actually just like become like machines, <laughs> like the, <laughs> totally. the, 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 the response to like be safe from the coronavirus isn't to become a machine ourselves. And as weird as it sounds, I mean, I, I feel a bit more like I'm becoming one with my computer <laughs> than I, than I ever have is cause I'm, yeah, like I, I am, down here in my basement and I'm on all these these video calls and answering all these text messages and emails and we'll actually talk about at the next point of how there's there's a really good purpose for some of those things but I think that choosing to intentionally take care of our physical bodies and remember that we're physical Mm. through diet and through exercise is actually something that is going to help us like retain our humanity in this and be emotionally and physically and, and spiritually healthy
0: What are the, what are the ways you're doing that personally? Cause you're, you're a a gym guy, like you work out and your gym is closed. And so how are you doing that? I mean, I saw some guy, one of the guys in my neighborhood was that he had two like 30 pound bags of salt and he was using those as dumbbells. Like he was doing a CrossFit exercise in the middle of the street. And so are you, you know, are you doing that? You got some water softener, salt, you're, hauling around what are you what are you doing? How are you kind of staying in, in some of the rhythms you used to have or have your rhythms changed?
1: Yeah, I mean they've, they've changed a little bit. I've, I've actually because of because of how there isn't transition time between like meetings anymore because it's all through technology I've both my wife and I have a little bit more time than we had before this and we've actually been able to exercise like in some way every day and some of it sometimes it's just going on a long walk with our kids and yeah. which goes back to, to the point that you just made about getting outside every day but I would actually say that most of my exercise has been like going on runs, going on walks. I've got like a, you can, you know, I do like push-ups and sit-ups and in, in my house and everything. And me and my wife. Is that of. what
0: you do between your, your Skype calls Is you're getting down and busting out like 50 sit-ups? You know, I
1: haven't, I haven't been doing it. I, I should start to do that. I haven't been doing it between calls, but when I'm doing, when I'm like writing a sermon or something, I'll kind of take a break and, do the pull-up bar a little bit that's right like right over my head right now as i'm I'm...
0: it's over your head right now so you you could right now bust out a few
1: i could i could be i could be doing it right now
0: yeah hey have you ever done okay have you ever done one of those things where you do how many push up or how many like uh, push-ups you can do in a day like you ever done a thousand push-ups in a day
1: i did i haven't done it based on a day but i was in a a wedding one time where me there's like nine groomsmen and we had like an hour until the wedding started and we were just like what are, what are we going to do before we get dressed and we we all decided to do we all had to do 300 push-ups in that hour to get the grand total of 2700 so yeah. wow okay okay
0: for well i feel like for me i mean so we're, we're super different in this right we're not like uh my you know i did i tried crossfit for a while i mean i like was like jumping into that world of just like consistent disciplined you know, working out in Iowa City. But as soon as we moved here, it was like, well, there's no way I can do that. It's 250 bucks, you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And so, yeah, I've, I have like started to take care of my body more. I think that the way I would normally do that in college is just like simple things that I enjoy doing, like running, climbing, you know, hiking. So there's like my, my lifestyle is just more active in that. But it is interesting, like as this world has changed, the things I would normally do to pursue that, I, I can't do anymore. Right, I, the, my climbing gym is closed, and so I have had to be like intentional to actually think like, no, I'm still, I'm still a physical being. I need to take care of my physical body, and so I have had to not just run off my passions in that, but like pursue discipline, make intentional choices, um, and yeah, I, I do think it's going to be important because if this is if this is two weeks, not that big of a deal. If this is two months, three months, four months, you can your psychology. And your well-being can degrade significantly
1: in that amount of time. Well, do you think it even imp- affects your your spirituality? Your your percent oh, about that.
0: Hundred percent it does. Well, you said something the other day that was super interesting. Is you're like, what, what was it? You're talking about if we're we're talking with people. Go yeah,
1: ahead. I I think especially if we're in this mode for a long time where we're having to be sitting at our computers, we might be yeah. we might be whether it's our own soul or we're talking to somebody else about like a spiritual problem they seem to be having, and the real problem might be that they. Their mm. heart rate has not been going. They've been like eating, eating bad, bad food that is like making them lethargic and depressed. And they've been inside uh-huh. with no sunlight and like all those things, like we're, we're holistic beings, you know, mm. and, and the physical actually like affects our are, are spiritual. And honestly, for me, some of my best times of prayer so far have mm-hmm. been when I've been on a run or when, when I've been having a meal with my family. <laughs> and like, there's something to me, like the other day I went to Bascom Hill on the UW Madison campus and I it's like this hill that I would run up it and when I got to the top I prayed for something that would come to mind as I was running and then I would run back to the bottom and I did like 10 Mm. reps basically like running up and down this hill and I I prayed some of the best like kind of outward facing for the world prayers I've prayed during this whole time because I was moving and I was it was just it was like helping me kind of I was like looking at the city and it's it's all connected.
0: You weren't just doing Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through God's strength and so that wasn't. It wasn't your sports prayer coming back. No,
1: no, it was. It was very good, very good prayer, David. All right, we got to move on. <laughs> Number four, the we call this one pursue real human connection. Okay, mm-hmm. so what do we mean by that?
0: Yeah, so there is a. We're all going to be more. We're going to all going to be online more in the next season. That's just a reality. That isn't something that I think we need to. Uh, try to say no, I'm not gonna be online at all. It's just like, nope, we're, we're gonna be online. that's just a reality of the situation. I think the question that I have is in this new season of life, how are what are different ways we can be creative and different ways we can find to to not just um, know things about people online because Facebook is that, right? You can connect and oh, oh, this person's going through this or oh this this happened over here. But I think the question is how do we pursue real human connection in this time? And so you know I, I've I, one of the things that we did, with my family, we started a Marco Polo with just my, like my, my, my family, my siblings, my, my parents. And it's, you know, it's pretty hilarious to have your give that, that is like opening a can of worms, giving your parents access to Marco Polo because they, they've filmed some really weird stuff, right? <laughs> and so I've had to be like, mom, calm down, please. But, um, I feel like that has been something that's really good because even in this season of isolation, I'm recognizing like, man, there these are these are relationships that are very important. and these are these are the kind of deep, lasting relationships that I have. And the reality is because of the business of life. And because my days are just, you know, they're just there's a lot of stuff going on, and the things that are immediately in front of us are often seem more important than than things that are far away, even geographically. And so I think in this moment, one of the things that has happened is like there's nothing close to me geographically, right, except people in my own house. And so I'm asking, like, who who are the people that I, I really want to pursue deep relationships with? And is there a way to do that? And so, yeah, we started, we're just filming videos and sending them back and forth. And, like, you know, asking some, you know, some of it's just funny stuff. Some of it's just trying to make each other laugh and have some levity in the middle of a dark season. But some of it's, like, real, real stuff. So, when, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking with J- Jordan Adams and Nathan Kolopek. And we're having these, like, really deep conversations that we would always want to have. The reality is just... Yeah. Through Marco Polo, you know, we're trying to, and so, yeah, we're like trying to figure out stuff and processing with each other in, in ways that we, we really love to do when we're together, but we're not together that often. And so this has been a season of isolation in some ways, but there, there are actually ways to pursue real human connection. And so can we
1: talk about technology with that a little bit? So what mm -hmm. you just outlined is there's a, there's a real opportunity for us to have real human connection, even though it's digital through technology, but is there a way that we could actually like, this could go the wrong way with technology and we could be kind of thinking we're pursuing human connection, but really we're not.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, I think it's, it's scrolling on Facebook, right? would be maybe that the, the clearest example of this is there's a way to consume a lot of information about people, you know, without actually connecting with them. And there's a way to know a lot of facts about people you know, and I think in some way this is true of us and God, right? It's like there's a way to read your Bible where you're you're consuming a lot of facts. No conversation, no relationship. And so I think in this season it's it's true of other people as well. Like there's a way to, you know, know so much more about all the people. where We're all on Facebook, right? So we're all like, oh, what's going on in this person's life? What's going on in this person's life? And I think that, you know, it'd be way, way better for us as humans to cut out some of that noise and have two longer really real authentic conversations over FaceTime than it would be to know as much as you can about the 30 people who you went to high school with, you know. And so that that's kind of, think, what I'm talking about is um, technology can be used for authentic human communication. Like, it, we actually can. Even, like, you know, we're all meeting over Skype, and this is really good, helpful. Like, I'm learning, even as you're talking, I'm learning and, and stuff. But there's also a way to use technology to consume and even that you can, cons- the thing you'd be consuming is just other humans and the content of their life, you know? And so I, I don't think that's what is going to be helpful in this season.
1: Big example of the Ephesians five, like, like pay attention to the way that you're living your life, pay attention to the rhythms, pay attention to your rhythms of technology and what you're doing, because we're all longing for connection and mm-hmm. we're all longing for human interaction. But is the, is the way that you're doing that right now, if you would pay attention to it, are you redeeming? kind of the time mm. are you redeeming this opportunity to to connect with people that maybe you hadn't before or you're just more intentional with the people you're connecting to online or are you kind of being swept away because the days are evil you being swept away into just like the the mindless um kind of like you said like just consuming content consuming wow. information about, yeah. about people um, that's great so the last one we got we got to get to this number five is we just titled it work hard rest well okay and and this one's important because, so me and you, we're, we have to work from home, right? We got to do everything through online. There's actually people that are, that are still out there, like on the front lines, doctors and nurses and, and public like workers that are, that are out there and and are having to figure out like, what does it mean for me to to work right now? What does it mean for me to rest right now? And they might even have some different questions than we're having mm-hmm. to ask in this. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's kind of try to speak broadly to this one of, of, what does it look like for us to have kind of new rhythms of, of work and, and rest? Why don't you start with rest?
0: Yeah. So one of the things, just quickly, that it seems like God is doing, not for everyone, for some people, um, for most people, I think, is he's slowing their world down. And He's, you know, and in some ways he's forcing us into uh, a decision, which is, are we going to actually rest are we going to actually slow down, or are we going to try to skirt around it in some way? You know, and so I do think there's like a forced Sabbath that's happening on a lot of the world um, right now in, in different ways. And so the thing, the thing of rest is, I feel like when life gets really stressful and when you get anxious, there's two different ways to respond. One is the is the human way. It's it's even the the pattern of creation way of God. Right? Is he he creates for six days and the seventh day he rests. And so there's this enjoyment of creation like that even god himself is kind of modeling like this is what it looks like to be made in my image you don't actually work all the time you you rest you take seasons of rest and so the question is how do we rest most of us the way we rest because our lives are filled with stress and anxiety the thing we do is not rest we escape right and so this is you know a lot of the a lot of the ways that we pursue something other than work they're, they're not actually rest there it's escapism right and so for me like it, my phone is a huge way of escape right and i'll even notice some muscle memory will start to happen where i'll i'm feeling stressed and as soon as i have a free moment whatever it is it's like you know 2 minutes of free time i'm sitting somewhere waiting for someone and i, I feel my muscle my muscle memory reaching in my pocket pulling out my phone and i'm like whoa what is this that i can't just sit like i can't just sit and stare or sit and be silent or even think like i need I need something to be filling my life. And, and what that is, is it's... Oh, there's a 1002 alarm. Should we pray now? Or, okay, real quick. Father God, raise up laborers. God, in the midst of a world that is um, feeling the pains of death, uh, God, we recognize that you are the one who has conquered death. And so God, as a world um, looks for hope, God, I pray that you'd raise up laborers to go out into the world, into the harvest, and would be able to speak to people about a God who has defeated death, about a hope... That can't be taken away from something like the coronavirus, and so God make make us those laborers. God raise up us up as laborers. God raise up more laborers for your harvest field because um, we want to see you do something powerful and exciting in this time. In your name, Amen. Yeah, I kind of lost what I was talking about. <laughs> I kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, so so for me, I just I I realized that my natural pattern of dealing with a heavy workload, dealing with a stressful life is not to rest as the Bible tells me to, but it is to escape from my world through TV, through movies, through uh, my phone, through even like even podcasts, right? It's like, I just, I need something. I need something to kind of fill my mind with. So I'm not thinking about my real life. And so real rest is about not escaping. It's about just resting. And so for me, it's starting to do very simple things of like, take a nap go on a walk right walking is actually a really good way to rest because it's just like and you don't bring your phone you don't bring music you don't bring a podcast you just you just walk and let yourself be quiet and silent and seek solitude um there's something really restful in that like to to abide in christ um you know being versus doing i think that's what rest is right rest is it's the opposite of doing you're not doing anything what you're doing is you're just being you're just being with God as his child. And there's something really restful about that. And if you only escape from your life and fill your life with noise in those quiet places, it's very hard to experience that.
1: Well, can we do a little, let's do a little uh, case study here. Let's talk about movies, movies okay. and, and Netflix and TV. Is, the, is there a way that, because that, I mean, we're going to have more time than ever to mm-hmm. do that, especially when it's kind of one of the only options available to us for recreation. Yeah. Is there a way for, for movies and, and TV and Netflix to be an escape? And is there a way for it to be rest? How would how you?
0: OK, well, first of all, it's not nearly one of the only things available to us. Right. Like we can like you can you can sit, you can think you can read books, you can talk to the people who are close to you. So I, I think I think that is a total misnomer. Right. Like there's a ton of other things to do. We're very uncreative. <laughs> we're 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 very uncreative people, right? And so as soon as we're like, well, what do I do? It's like, well, I don't know. We can either... I guess we'll just watch The Tiger King. Like, that's the only thing there is to do, you know, tonight is, well, we'll continue watching this. Um, I think that movies are awesome. Like, at my home theater... I have a home theater in my basement. It's awesome. I love movies. They are, like, a really cool way of, like, exploring stories and being moved emotionally as as humans and also just having fun. And so I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I think the question is just, are we using these are we using these things like TV movies as a way of dealing with stress and anxiety? Like is that is that the way we're dealing with stress and anxiety? Because the reality is if you if you go watch a movie about a different world or a different life and you're you're connecting with someone else's drama, not your own, when you come back to your life, you're just as stressed out, right? Nothing's about nothing about your life has changed like if you're stressed out about the stock market crashing And you go and you binge netflix when you come back from that The stock market is still crashing and you haven't dealt with that emotionally All you've done is just leave it for a a season and so I don't think those things are bad I think but they're really bad ways of trying to Deal with stress and anxiety because they don't they don't deal with any of it They just leave it for a season and then you come back to it
1: That's what I think if you go back to point number one like If you are praying like you never have before and and like really like every day, starting your day with God, ending your day with God, and just like everything else that happens that day, all the emotions, all the questions, all the stress, all the anxiety, you're figuring out right now how to bring that before God. I think Mm. you can sit down and watch a movie at night and you can answer that question of like, am I bringing my, is this needing to be my refuge and my strength right now? Or was God that for me all day? And I'm able to kind of now freely just like engage in, in this thing and it can actually be rest, you know? So I do, I agree with yep. you. I think that this is, I'm thinking about that for myself. Like what, what does God want to teach me about, about resting and resting well in this season? But one of the things it doesn't mean is that I, I just don't work. You know, i mm. from a lot of the conversations I've had, one of the temptations, um, college students are having, people are having is, is actually to like fall into the ditch of, of laziness and mm. being lethargic and kind of es- escaping from their, from their work. And, you know, I get it because we're totally thrown off of our rhythms. A lot of us are are working from home, but um, this is a time to work hard still. And and Mm -hmm. I just think it's going to take some creativity to figure out like, how do I, how can I quickly establish new rhythms, new routines? Like the why of why you were doing your work has not changed. Most likely the who of whoever you were serving with that work has not changed, but the how you're doing it has has definitely changed. And there's, you got to like figure that out with yourself and with your team. And if you're a student, like with of the ways that are being made available to you through online education and everything like that but i think i think it is our stewardship right now to to continue Mm -hmm. to work hard and that's not opposed to resting well you know like like it's not like we either work or we rest it's actually supposed to be like this rhythm that we're in where where we work hard for the glory of god and then we we rest well for the glory of god and so i think like two thoughts i have on this and and if you have any one is just that there are you know we got some things to figure out if if we're working at home um but it still needs to be to the glory of god like it still needs like we can still glorify god in in all circumstances and so like get a new routine as fast as possible but for people that are like out there on the front lines in hospitals and stuff right now like to just know that like the the work that that they are doing is like in like on behalf of the rest of us that I <laughs> can't be be doing that and like oh, yeah. glorifying god in a in a really really unique and cool way but for those of us that are inside like I think one unique challenge is when where is like the where does my work end and my like the rest of my life begin because it's like in my house now. And so trying to figure out how to set limits around your work, you might have to be more strict around like this is when I stop, this is when I start, this is where I work, this is where I don't work, and and bringing other people into that conversation. Do you, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that one?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I've been trying to figure that out for myself because yeah, it is a, it's a weird tension for our family, right? because now that I'm home all day, if something's happening with Silas, you know, it's easier to be like, Steffi's like, why aren't you helping? Or, you know, and it's like, well, am I, am I working right now or am I home? And I, cause I'm both, I'm, I'm home and I'm, I'm also working. And so it's very interesting to try to figure out like, how do you even, how do you even get on the same page with your family as far as like, okay, you know, am I, is this, is this work time, like company time? And I need to like totally focus here and I'm not, I'm not allowed to help out with anything or is it, is it always fluid? Like, at any point i can walk away and so i think to even have clear communication with your family on what what are the expectations like how did everyone get on the same page but then yeah i think to figuring out where is the where's the place you work so right now my basement is like that's where i work and if i'm upstairs i'm not working if i'm downstairs i am um But man i gotta figure out a different place because this basement is stuffy and dark and cold so i'm trying to figure out if i need to move this operation upstairs so
1: yeah yeah i think the key is just just don't get swept away like don't let the disruption that's happened like Mm -hmm. leave you disordered for the rest of this time like we like we have to figure out a way to continue working hard and and whatever we're doing yeah do do
0: you think that do you think real, real quick do you think that part of the part of the thing we're feeling with people who are feeling a lack of a motivation is because what you what you were saying earlier, I think, is true. Where or at least it should be true. Like the why we work hasn't changed, but I think a lot of us feel like it has, right? And so I think we a lot of people are feeling a lack of purpose, a lack of meaning. Um, and I think part of the the reason is because a lot of times we we aren't working for God, we're working for man. And because we're more distanced from men, it's like, well, what if what if the, the one person that's seeing you is God. Are you, are you still a hard worker? Are you still like working for him? Is, it, is this really for his glory? And I, I do think there's a opportunity for us to refocus and go, if God's the only one that sees you today, are you still a, a hard worker? Just like Adam in the garden. Hey, here's this thing, but work hard, be productive, like use this image bearing thing you have to like make the world good, even if I'm the only one that sees it. And I, and I feel like, you know, God's going to strip away some false meaning and purpose from us so that we can kind of reconnect with the real one.
1: I'm glad I let you say that. I'm glad. all right, but here here's the re, here's the recap, and and we gotta wrap this thing up. Here's the rhythms, all right? One, begin and end your day with God. Two, get outside every day. Three, take care of your physical body. four, pursue real human connection, and then five, work hard, rest well. And then I know that we had kind of both talked about this one final thought um, of that like our quarantine should just look mm-hmm. different than our neighbors. And so why don't you just end us with that, David?
0: Yeah, I, I think that we all should just be thinking about that. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a point. It's just for us all to consider: is we're Christians, right? We're not like the world. We're actually different than the world. We're God's children, and so I think we need to all be thinking: how is my quarantine looking different than the person who lives next door who doesn't know God? Because it should it should look radically different, right? It's we're all squeezed. There's going to be different things that come out of us, and as we have this different season of life you know, we are these trees that have deep roots. We are these trees that, that soak up the life of God. And so I think the question I want all of us to be asking is, how is my quarantine looking different than my neighbors? And if, if the, the real answer to that is, it probably doesn't. I think we need to come back to the drawing board and say, okay, what are some ways it should look different? Because we are very different people, you know, in, in, in our... In our lives, and so that's that's kind of the big thing we have. Next week, we're probably going to be talking about heaven, right? We're going to be talking about heaven. Me and Ronnie both have, you know, Ronnie preached on heaven before the um, uh, Christmas break, and and I had a sermon all written, ready to ready to roll for Thursday night, right when we canceled Salt Company. And so as we're kind of looking at a world that is broken, profoundly broken, um, one of the things I think it's supposed to do is help us long for the world that's not as our world is shaking we're supposed to long for the world that cannot be shaken. And so that is heaven, that's the new heaven's new earth that Jesus is bringing. And so next week we're going to have a conversation about what is that place going to be like? How do we as Christians rightly spend time thinking about that? And how should that picture affect the way we live in our world today? So